0: Come on. Your walk is totally normal. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington DC area. Thanks for being here, Dusty.
1: Thanks for having me, Shannon. Hey honey. Hey Shannon, how you doing?
0: You know, I'm really excited that our listeners know about my news. I'm eight and a half months pregnant and I talk about everything. So it was hard <laughs> to hold back, to not talk about why I was a little bit out of breath on the mic. and.
1: One of our Twitter followers and longtime fans of the show, uh, Amy Von Aiken, mentioned that uh, she noticed that you you seemed out of breath and she was worried about you. But this this explains it.
0: Yeah. So it's just something that, you know, when we're talking about our weekends or our weeks, Um, not including the fact that I was pregnant (laughs) was was pretty tough so I'm really excited that we decided to to let people know it makes sense it's a private matter but we like to share our lives with you so now that we're we're pretty close to the due date my due date is June 29th uh, we want to let you know that this baby could come at any day and we hope we'll come back but we're not sure in what capacity it will look like because of the fact that we'll have a newborn
1: Yeah, we we announced uh, last week that we were pregnant, and we did it at the end of the show, so... If you didn't listen to the whole thing and get that news... Now you know. Now you know, but also, shame on you. Listen to the whole show.
0: <laughs> You're so tough on our amazing listeners. Thank <laughs> you for listening to any amount of minutes.
1: <laughs> we haven't been checking our Stitcher reviews, but we just looked today and we see three new ones that we hadn't seen yet. Thank you so much to Dylan G, Tall Man 17 and W. Tillman, who W. Tillman also left us a review on Apple Podcasts, which I believe we spoke about either last week or the week before, and... Uh, we just want to say extra thank you for going through the effort to leave a review in two different places. That's so kind of you.
0: Well, you just got a double shout out.
1: Double Ooh. shout out. <laughs> uh, we also got tweets congratulating us on our news. Uh, again, from Amy Von Aiken, uh, Kevin Terminella, who also is a long-term, long-time listener.
0: Both of them are. I and mean, yeah. we we just adore Amy and Kevin, for listening for as many years as they have. Thanks for being along for the ride with us.
1: And we also got a nice tweet from Mrs. Tough Cookie congratulating us. uh, And she shared our our podcast from what I imagine she uses to listen to it, which is CastBox. So that's great.
0: Yeah. And we'll shout you out on the podcast and... Um, if you send us an email or if you tweet us or if you give us a review, we'll always say hey to you. Um, so if you want to experience that thrill.
1: <laughs> and let me tell you, it is a thrill.
0: <laughs> you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and any other place you might be able to review. But then you'll have to get in touch with us to let us know to go look at it. Um and you can find us at I tell my husband the news at USA Today.com. and I'm on Twitter at Shannon Ray Green.
1: I'm at Dusty Tarrell.
0: There's been a lot of news this past weekend, and I actually was working for USA Today on two breaking news shifts that were pretty long, just trying to get out a live stream video that we had on all of our social channels of the protests that were erupting in several American cities. Um, So check out usatoday.com for more information about that. And we know that there's a lot of heavy news in our world with the pandemic and and now these protests um, about the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, among others. Um, So go to usatoday.com to learn more about that. On this podcast, we're going to be doing the same thing we've always done, which is I'm lifting up stories to tell Dusty about so he can react. (laughs)
1: And the advice I give almost always, but maybe this is just a little harder to give now than it has been in the past. Is just everyone try to stay safe.
0: Yeah, it's really important to stay safe and take care of yourself. And um, and we're open to talking about that with you all too. So if you have any thoughts for us, please send them our way. You know how to find us. How do you know if your hotel room is really clean amid coronavirus? I think people would want to know this stuff, pandemic or not. Yeah. But especially during pandemic.
1: I like to just not think about it. I like to crawl right in those white sheets and just assume (laughs) it's as clean as it needs to be.
0: This was written by my colleague Christopher Elliott. He writes, It's almost impossible to find a hotel that hasn't introduced a new sanitation program promising its rooms are squeaky clean and will be coronavirus free. How do you know if your hotel room is really clean? Cheryl Klein is a professor at the University of Delaware, and she has researched hotel hygiene. She says, quote, It's difficult to distinguish between legitimate cleaning efforts and public relations. Anyone can do a visual inspection, and it can look clean. Just because it looks clean does not necessarily mean that it is clean, unquote.
1: Viruses are invisible, Shane.
0: <laughs> and and then there's customers like you who, who just jump into the sheets being like, I trust that these are clean. No need for a a serious visual inspection. Wow. If only everyone could be as carefree as you, Dusty
1: the it seems like the alternative just can't walk around with your black light kit and, <laughs> and have nightmares
0: you and i are about to be responsible for a human being out in the world so maybe we should try to do more visual inspections no black lights needed but
1: i made it this far <laughs>
0: Hotels have standard room cleaning practices, which have been upgraded since the pandemic. But Klein says that there is no universally accepted way to clean a hotel guest room. She added, quote, typically cleanliness is based on visual inspection. This provides an aesthetic evaluation, but not an assessment of the possibility of microbial contamination. That hasn't stopped the hotel industry from trying to set standards during the pandemic. To ensure that you stay in a clean room, you can... Consult experts, do a visual inspection, and take quick action if you're in a place that doesn't meet your expectations. Last month, the American Hotel and Lodging Association, AHLA, introduced an industry-wide program called SafeStay, which created new hotel post-coronavirus safety standards. Safe stay hotels have enhanced cleaning standards throughout the hotel, use cleaning products with a higher concentration of bacteria-killing ingredients, and encourage their staff to practice social distancing. Chip Rogers is the president of AHLA, and he said that the initiative will, quote, ensure greater transparency and confidence, unquote, for guests. Carolyn Richmond is a partner at Fox Rothschild's Hospitality Practice Group. She says, quote, There is no roadmap and, frankly, no 100% agreement on the science and health concerns. While guests certainly want to see that cleaning policies and other protective measures have been taken, it has to be more than just window dressing." Many hotels are going beyond the new industry standards. For example, the Salishan Resort, a golf hotel on the Oregon coast, has introduced stringent new cleaning measures. That includes new health screenings for employees and the installation of touchless processes to reduce direct interaction with guests whenever possible. But how do you know if a hotel room is virus-free? Travel agents keep lists of cleanest hotels based on their inspections and familiarity with properties. Sangeeta Sandrangani is the CEO of Crossing, that's a multinational travel agency headquartered in London.
1: Travel agents still exist? (laughs) Why? What are they for? Do they know that the internet exists?
0: <laughs> well.
1: Did someone forget to tell them?
0: <laughs> but do they have access to the list of cleanest hotels?
1: I also wonder how. where are they getting that information from? Do they have scientists going to these hotels and doing, oh, really?
0: Yeah, the, they're doing it based on inspections and what properties What policies? sort of
1: inspections?
0: Well, I think you're going to have to call up a travel agent, baby.
1: So they can lie to me about
0: the
1: inspections they're doing? Don't
0: at us with (laughs) your anger about how intense Dusty is on travel agents. I mean, you know what? Go ahead and at us. Dusty will duke it out with you on Twitter. The CEO said, quote, our agency has a list of preferred hotels in each city based on past cleanliness, current mandatory hygiene precautions and following updated virus regulations, unquote. So you could get that information if you called up staff at Crossing.
1: Sounds like a lot of nonsense to me. Oh,
0: my gosh. You don't trust anything. (sighs) For example, hotels that have already started accepting guests in Hong Kong are following a weekly deep clean policy. They're using sanitizing sprays in the rooms. Restaurant staff use gloves and face masks even when they aren't on duty. Linens and towels are changed daily. Guests and experts also recommend that you read hotel reviews from a, from a variety of sources. But that's gonna be internet there for you, Dusty.
1: Uh-huh. internet. In-
0: including travel review sites, blogs, and social media. Don't limit yourself to just one source. And you yourself can inspect the hotel room. That's what Chip Bell does when he checks into a hotel. He looks for signs that the cleaning crew has done a thorough job. Are water glasses sealed? Toilet seats strapped? Is the toilet paper folded to a V-shape? Bell says, quote, I also look for accountability. Is the housekeeper's name obvious and in multiple places in the guest room? Unquote. Finally, is there an obvious commitment to hygiene? Can you find hand sanitizers in the public restrooms? Are employees wearing face masks and practicing social distancing? Bell carries a supply of sanitizer, face masks, and gloves in case the answer is no. Of course, there's no way to tell if your hotel room is contaminated with coronavirus. Truth be told, it's hard reliably to tell if you are either. But just like with people, there are symptoms. If your room looks clean and smells clean, chances are it is. And if you have doubts... Carry your own cleaners or stay home. So here's how professional cleaners can tell if a hotel room is clean. First, go to the bathroom. Diana Rodriguez Zaba, who is the president of Service Master Restoration by Zaba, a Chicago cleaning service company that specializes in hotels, says go to the bathroom First. She says, quote, check around the toilet seat for noticeable grime and lift the seat to check for stains. Check the shower, paying close attention to the corners where gunk and mildew tend to accumulate. Can you spot any hair on the bathroom floor? That's usually a telltale sign the hotel isn't being kept in the cleanest condition, unquote.
1: That's true. People leave hair all over the place.
0: You have a lot of it with that beard and my long hair. Right. Abe Navas is the general manager of Emily's Maids, a house cleaning service in Dallas. He says that... You should look for the little things he said quote the basics are changing your sheets dusting and general cleaning someone put in real effort when you see clean door handles and clean toilet buttons the little details if your room doesn't have any smudges or fingerprint marks this is the way to know if it's properly cleaned unquote says has one final test he says quote smell there is a certain smell that is not a chemical scent but rather a nice aroma that comes when your room is properly cleaned Unquote. He says it shouldn't be chemical. That means someone has carelessly over-applied bleach or cleaning solution, which could cause problems for you. The sniff test, of course, works the other way around, too. When Valerie Smith smells smoke or mildew, she turns around and walks back to the front desk. She's a retired real estate agent from Shepherdstown, West Virginia. She said, quote, I ask for another room. This time I inspect it before I accept it, unquote. And if it's also smelly, now more than ever, it's time to check out and find another place to stay.
1: Step 1. Make sure it's not covered in blood.
0: Dusty. (laughs) Your standards are so low.
1: It's great to know that there are hotels that are safe and clean. However, I'm not looking to just go sleep in a different bed for the night. I mean... (laughs) If I can't go to the beach or the casino or a movie theater or an attraction, or what? what's the point? Yeah. I'm not, not going to just go to a clean hotel to experience <laughs> a clean hotel.
0: In times of coronavirus and the way that you and I travel, it is a, it is a strange predicament to think about. <music> Dealers warn buyers, get your new car before they're gone. The supply is vanishing. This was written by my colleagues at the Detroit Free Press, Jamie LaRoe and Phoebe Wall-Howard. Freep.com is part of the USA Today network. Sheena Lehman took the keys to her 2020 Chevy Equinox and breathed a sigh of relief. Lehman is a 23-year-old machine operator from Clinton Township. That's obviously a township in Michigan, somewhere near Detroit. (laughs) She said, quote, I was worried due to these trying times. I went to multiple car dealerships and they were giving me crazy prices. The rebates are not as great as they were. And my lease was coming to an end, unquote. She is one of many car shoppers who has been uncertain about what to expect from the impact of newly relaxed stay home restrictions related to the coronavirus and how it might affect her shopping choices. Meanwhile, car dealers say they're overjoyed to see people, but they're now coping with a rapidly shrinking supply of vehicles. The Detroit 3 stopped car production from mid-March to mid-May because of the pandemic. And now, well, pickings are slim. Sam Pack is the president and CEO of Pack Auto Group based in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. He said, quote, "We have back orders on everything. The Ford Edge, Escape, Expedition, Explorer, F150, Super Duty, Mustang, Ranger. But the Ranger is our shortest availability of all our vehicles." All four of our Ford dealerships have a total of fourteen rangers when we normally would have one hundred, unquote. He owns six five star dealerships, four Ford, one Chevrolet, and one Subaru. Pack said, quote, We're short of inventory in all vehicle lines. The Chevy inventory is more severe than Ford, particularly Silverado. We have twenty-two light duty Silverado pickups in stock. We will run out in June. And we will run out of F-150s at the pace we're running now. If, in fact, production doesn't keep pace, we usually sell about 300 a month, unquote. For pretty much everybody, the shortage, quote, will be with us another 60 to 90 days, unquote, he had to say. And this is why Ford, General Motors, Fiat Chrysler, and the overall auto industry are adding production shifts to ramp up their factories as quickly as possible. Dealers noted that the process hasn't been without challenges, including disruption at Ford plants. Getting parts from Mexico has caused delay, too. Chris Ferlito, a 32 year old lawyer, wanted to lease a 2020 Chevrolet Suburban as quickly as possible to accommodate the latest addition to his family of five. He said, quote, We knew exactly what we wanted and we were able to get it. Unquote. He's clearly grateful that he shopped in May with Brian Carroll Automotive rather than waiting. He received his keys last Thursday. Thad Zott is the co-owner of Zott Auto Group in White Lake Charter Township in Michigan. And he said, quote, Dude, we're rocking. The internet leads are coming in at a pace we're almost struggling to keep up with. With Ram Truck and the Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited, we're definitely concerned about having enough inventory versus demand, unquote. He said his customers so love the new delivery model where everything is done at the buyer's home, he isn't sure if many folks will, will return to dealerships. Brian Carroll of Brian Carroll Automotive Group is seeing the same thing in his work as a car concierge who partners with different dealerships. He said, quote, Chevy Silverado, Dodge Ram, and Jeep Compass are very tough. The pickup situation, all of it, including GMCs. We're also having a tough time with the Chevy Blazer, unquote. He was happy to find Lehman the Equinox she wanted almost immediately. David Whiston is equity strategist of U.S. Autos for Morningstar Research Services, he said, quote, lack of inventory won't be a long term problem, provided Mexico gets online, but it will delay some sales from May, July, perhaps into later months of 2020, Inventory disruption is the price to pay when production drops 100 percent and buying drops only 50 percent. That's according to Bernard Swicki, senior automotive analyst at the Center for Automotive Research in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's an industry think tank there. He said, quote, we are refilling that pipeline. Problem is, there's a lag, unquote. Carl Brower is the executive editor of Kelly Blue Book, and he said, quote, we're watching kind of a control alt delete effect on the entire automotive system. The power cord got pulled and it's like a computer that has to start all over again. The supply system, production, distribution, all these things have to be reset, unquote. As a result, he said car shoppers may need to look outside their zip code. He said, quote, expand your search. You may want to spend $400 on travel and save $1,200, unquote. Dealer Wes Lutz at Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Jackson said anyone who has decided they want to get a new car shouldn't wait. Lutz said, quote, I would shop today. Don't wait another 30 days because we won't have any new product in 30 days. You need to go shop now because you'll have the best selection, unquote. He said that even used car inventory is not what it is typically this time of year. Letts said, quote, the used car auctions are shut down. We're doing virtual auctions, but it's hard to buy cars without touching and seeing them, unquote. His dealership typically sells about 200 cars a month, but he worries he won't hit that if he can't get more Ram 1500 pickups and Jeep models in stock. Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has just 30 Ram pickups and only eight Jeep Gladiators. That's according to General Manager Mark Trudel, urging people to find their vehicles in the next two to four weeks.
1: The car salesman wants you to hurry up and buy cars? (laughs) That seems uncharacteristic.
0: The J.D. Power Auto Industry Impact Report that was issued May 28th said inventory levels may fall by 1.1 million units to 2.5 million in June. The report said, quote, continued success will depend on production, allocation, and geographic targeted incentives. Production outlook is uncertain, unquote. Emmanuel Rosner, a Deutsche Bank analyst, wrote investors on May 22nd that, quote, dealers are concerned that they may run out of inventory by June due to production stoppages throughout North America, unquote. But scarcity of supply and high profit pickups may mean higher consumer prices, he wrote, noting pickups growing market share of overall vehicle sales in the U.S. to 21 percent in April. Dealers are already seeing pretty crazy activity. Wilson said, quote, We had a client come all the way from Texas because he couldn't find what he wanted between Houston and Saginaw, Michigan, a Ford Escape hybrid for his wife in dark Persian green. He and his wife each drove up and traded in their two cars, unquote. Some dealers are expecting such a spike in sales in coming months that they're making dramatic shifts in their inventory strategy, even focusing more on used cars. Pack noted that dealerships in Texas didn't all shut down the way that they did in the rest of the country, though different counties had different rules. He said, quote, at the end of February, we had $212 million in new vehicle inventory. And at the end of April, we were at $157 million. We'll end May at roughly $120 million in inventory, unquote. He added, quote, we just bought 100 Subarus that are off-lease vehicles because our sales data tells us we will be out of new vehicle inventory come July. If we're going to have anything to sell during the month of July and early part of August, we must focus on pre-owned vehicles, unquote.
1: I think I understand what the real problem is here, Shannon, is uh, people are treating cars like they were treating toilet paper. They're just (laughs) trying to stock up. I mean, I myself have uh, a supply three high in our
0: garage. So Of cars? Yeah,
1: mm -hmm. I've been hiding a bunch of cars in our garage. I
0: mean, I haven't gone into the garage. I'm pregnant. I have no reason to go outside.
1: You just never know when you need... (laughs) a bunch of cars and I've been I been st- <laughs> storing up.
0: I just lied to our listeners. I drove to one of my prenatal appointments today and there's only one car. You crazy.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if I need that one car. I, <laughs> I mean, know, if people are desperate, uh just reach out to me, uh make me an <laughs> offer. I got a 2015 Toyota Corolla. Um yep. I'd happily take $20,000 for it if you wanted to
0: but you won't do any like home delivery like we were hearing some of these dealers are doing
1: i mean i'll put it in neutral and push it out of the garage
0: <laughs> no i need that car to get to my prenatal appointments and i guess if i give birth we need to drive to the hospital i think
1: hospital's not that far away we could
0: <laughs> we could hoof it yeah we could hoof it well am i mean I'm, I'm gonna be having contractions anyway so. you have a
1: bike don't you shannon
0: You can't bike when you're pregnant. Oh. (laughs) Did you know that?
1: I think so, yeah. I think
0: your balance is off. So Mm. I would love to be biking right now.
1: I'll drive the bike, and you can just (laughs) ride on the handlebars. That'll be safe.
0: I thought you were going to say I could, like, have a rope and some kind of, like... Sled? (laughs) Or, like, something with wheels, maybe. Sure. To, like... It would be really safe Mm. for us to drive on the roads. (laughs) I guess... You go really fast on bikes. I've seen you. Hmm.
1: (laughs) I think our hospital is only like two or three miles away, which is really not that far on a bike. But there's a good chance that if in my current shape, I biked all the way to the hospital, I would then need to check into the hospital.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) Two birds, one stone.
0: And seriously, if anyone is pregnant during the time of the pandemic, and wants to chat, I would love to talk with you. So send me some DMs on Twitter or or at me because we have to we have to stay in this together. And last today, we've got the Lightning Fast Headline Roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Exclusive sneak peeks at all the summer movies you'll want to stream in quarantine.
1: Everything's going straight to streaming now?
0: Well, there is a roundup of several that that are. A reporter mentioned that it's almost 60 movies. And there's a list of 10 must-see new movies to stream while stuck at home this summer. So that's pretty cool. Start an online book club, how to pick the right read, and host a virtual discussion on Zoom.
1: I didn't read before quarantine, and I'm not going to read during. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's more of a story for me than for you. That's for sure. And I mean, I'm a little busy to start a book club if I'm having a baby this month.
1: (laughs) And just to remind listeners, for those of you with doubts, I know how to read. I just prefer not
0: to. (laughs) It is a little confusing, especially with our intro, I think. Yeah. (laughs) You don't really like it. It's totally fine. You got your boundaries. A couple enforces a silly walking only zone in front of their house. Liz and Carl Cotto implemented a silly walk zone into their Michigan neighborhood to make their neighbor's walks a little more fun. There's signs up that say you have to start walking silly.
1: I think my walk is already silly enough as it is. (laughs) We need to do anything additional. Oh,
0: come on. Your walk is totally normal. And you wouldn't want to have a little fun being silly.
1: No, thank you.
0: I mean, you're going to wind up on a. I'll
1: cross the street and walk normal <laughs> well, across the neighbor's house and then cross back.
0: Pop culture blind spots. Everything we're finally binging and catching up on during coronavirus.
1: I think we've watched it all at this point, <laughs> Shannon.
0: FaceTime conversations don't have to be awkward. Here's several topics to talk about on your quarantine calls.
1: Having go-to topics are helpful, FaceTime or not, or in person, you know? Yeah. I don't like talking to people in general, but (laughs) if you have some pre-laid out topics, I I could (laughs) give it a shot.
0: (laughs) And yet, you have a podcast where you talk for...
1: I don't like talking to people, I like talking to you. Oh,
0: okay, okay. I like that.
1: Not that you're not a person, but you're the (laughs) exception.
0: Okay. Feeling wanderlust in quarantine but not ready or able to travel? Plan a virtual vacation.
1: No thanks. That's what dreams are for.
0: (laughs) We've been a lot of cool places, and I've been visiting some of them in my dreams. It's pretty fun.
1: It's probably the best virtual reality technology we have to Mm -hmm. date. Dreams.
0: They're great. They're pretty magical. It's just,
1: and if they're horrifying, then wake up, <laughs> try to have a different one.
0: Wouldn't it be nice if you could say, "Brain tonight, I'd like you to take me back to my memories of Venice." You know, or, and have a little more control. That would be so. That amazing. would be nice. Yeah. yeah. The most searched recipes on Google to inspire your next quarantine meal.
1: If it can't be cooked in a microwave in four <laughs> to five minutes, I'm not interested. <laughs>
0: No summer camp, no problem. Here are five ways to recreate the experience for kids stuck at home.
1: I'm pretty sure the experience of summer camp is of parents to get their kids out of the house and uh, <laughs> that that doesn't seem recreatable. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know, it hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news.
0: <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News as part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usaday.com. Or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.